Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Anybody notice that God talks to you when you're not listening? But if you'll stop when he starts speaking, he'll keep going. Do you know what I'm talking about? For years, I would miss that moment when he would speak. I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll talk about that later. And then you can't find him. Do you know what I'm talking about? But when he speaks, if we'll listen and lean in, he'll speak. And I, we were having a conversation with somebody about something completely different, and God began to speak to me about valleys. And I was like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm so sorry, Lord, come again later. No, no, and I've, I've, I've been slow, and i missed the boat enough times that I've realized when he speaks, stop everything. So I checked out of the conversation for a minute, began to write, and he began to speak to me about valleys really intensely. And if you know anything about God, he usually likes to play, um, uh, he likes to do treasure hunts. He goes, valleys are really important. (laughs) Oh, this is where I ask a question, right? Because Jesus said, unless you become as a little child, you'll never get in or see the kingdom of heaven. Well, what do children do better than anybody else in the universe? What is that? Why is that? I mean, anybody played 4,000 questions with a child, right? You know, no answer is enough, right? You're like, well, it's this. But why is that? Uh, the laws of thermodynamics? Thermo why? <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is, is so when God begins to speak, he init- his goal is not to give you information, but to initiate a conversation, And conversation means going both ways. So whenever he says something, nine times out of ten, our best response is to ask a question. Ever ever had God say something and you're like, huh? But you're like, I'm spiritual, I should know that. Right, Lord, yes. And that's not, that's, you might do that in church. Don't do that in church. But but don't, but but when God says something and they don't understand it, ask questions. A good example for me is I remember years ago, I was reading, uh, I was 15, and I was reading, um, oh, I was reading, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I was like, that is so true. Doesn't touch my life at all. Anybody? Why? Because my life was full of condemnation. When something is true, but it's not true, it's a good time to do what? Ask a question. Okay, that's a side thing. So he's talking to me about valleys. And so I was like, Lord, what, what do you mean valleys? And he began to speak. And I kept asking questions. And I started to realize something is that valleys are the places that determine our lives. Because it's valleys that either we die in or through which we rise on the next mountain. And valleys are so important. Who here has done something stupid in a valley? That's my people. Awesome. The rest of you are like, no, never. (laughs) So what I want to do today is as I went through, I discovered that scripture speaks of four different valleys, four different types of valleys. We can throw that up, the little crisscross thingy. Um, I discovered there were four types of valleys. There is the valley of vision. There's the valley of decision. We'll talk about that today. There's the valley of surrender. And there's the valley of obedience. I submit that if we learn to navigate our valleys well, we will go from glory to glory. 
All right, so we're going to start with the decision. All right, so as I dug into Scripture, um, one of the first uh, verses I came to was out of Psalm 84. If we can just run through that, if you've got Bibles, 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 you know you, uh, you've got phones, so you've got Bibles. So this is, I'm using NASB today. Normally I use NIV because it's readable, but NASB is really good at helping you to see the words that are behind it if you're trying to do some word studies. And so let's just go with this. I love, this is a, this was written by a group of, um, it was one of the earliest worship bands. They were the Sons of Korah. They were, they were awesome. They were amazing. They were real popular back in the time of David. Lots of hits. A few of them made it in the book of Psalms. And so this is, this is their, so, so this is from about 1000 BC, right? How lovely is your, are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts? Why? Because at this time, there's the tabernacle, but also there's places where they would meet with him, right? They would do sacrifices on hilltops. They would go. And so anybody notice that God will meet you in more than one place? Not just here? How lovely are your dwelling places? Oh, I love, I love the line from Song of Songs. She says, tell me where you place your tent, because that's where I want to be right? So how lovely are the places where I meet with you, where you are. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. Or to put it another way, I only go where he is. O Lord of hosts, the mighty armies, my soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. You know, one of the great things about God is the more you have him, the more you long for him. He is the hunger that by Philly makes you hungrier. The bird also has a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altar, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. He's, I, I feel like he's just observing that even animals are trying to draw near to the presence of God like he, as he's there worshiping. How blessed are you, those who dwell in your house. Why? Because they are ever praising him. How do you know if you're dwelling in his house? Because praise is the automatic response. Hold on to that thought. Moving on. How blessed is the man or woman whose strength is in you. Blessed, another word for blessed is also happy. In whose heart are the highways to Zion. Zion is the place of meeting with God. In other words, my, inside my heart is a slip and slide straight into the presence of God at any point, anytime, anywhere. That's my, that man, that's a happy person. Those kind of people, though they're passing through the valley of Baca, not Chewbacca, Baca, let's just, we'll use a K for that one. Baca, which means weeping, tears, and sorrow. Does that sound like a valley to you? That though they walk through the valley of Baca. Now, valleys in, in, uh, in Israel are not wet places like you think, you and I think, right? They're called wadis. They're dried places where rivers, when they come, it's terrifying. You want to watch something amazing? Google Negev, that's the desert in Israel, and flash floods. It is terrifying. Literally, you can watch a wall of water come down this valley, and there's nowhere to go. Why? These valleys are terrifying places. He said, the early rain, though, covers it with, 
They said when they pass through the valley of Baca, this dry valley, they make it a what? Spring. They walk through the valley of Baca. The way, they make it a spring. The early rain covers it with blessings. Do you know what that word blessings is? It's a play on words. Now, you and I can't see this. We'll just leave that off. It doesn't work. But in, in Hebrew, this is your Hebrew lesson for the day. You'll get, you'll get college credit later. Um, is In Hebrew, they don't care about the vowels. What they care about are the consonants. And so they went from Baca to Baraka. And so Baraka is blessings. They take the very place of sorrow and they turn it into a place of blessing. Notice the valley they, they didn't change their location. They changed their location. You track with me? They didn't change where they were. They changed where they were. Anybody here, you're praying for your circumstances to change, your location to change, and God's like, how about I change your circumstances through you? What if... How, so how do we get from the valley of Baca to the valley of Baraka, the valley of weeping to the valley of blessings? And again, if you read scripture and it creates questions, you're doing it right. If you read scripture and all you have are answers, you're doing it wrong. Anybody been, was raised with the idea that this is the answer book that you can beat people with? Oh, I got a scripture for that. That's not how you use this. Does that sound like love to you? Draw a little closer. <laughs> this is my sword and I'll run you through. No, 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 no. If it, it should lead you to questions for which he is the answer. So as I'm leaning into this, I'm going, okay, Lord, I, I, I understand I don't understand. Anybody been in that place with God where he says something, you're like, I believe, help my unbelief. What? All right, so let's keep going. So I didn't have any answers. So if you don't have answers, don't stop, keep going. So I kept going on my study of valleys and I ended up in the book of Joel. So you got the book of Joel chapter three, if you guys can go there. I was not looking forward to this. I'm just gonna be real with you. There's certain books of the Bible where if you turn left at the wrong point, you end up in a very bad place. And Joel can be that for you. Uh, Amos is even worse. But anyway, moving on. So here's this, this is another valley. And, the, and, I'm, and, and I promise you, this is like a mystery. It's all going to tie together. For behold, in those days, what days? So if you remember, Psalms was written at about 1000 BC. Remember, BC, we're going backwards, right? And this was written about 830 BC, 170 years later. At when the first Psalm was written, it was a good time. It was a good time. God was blessing. They were doing the right thing, more or less. And it was working out awesome. Anybody have a good season? awesome. This was not one of those. For about 170 years, 90% of the time they'd been idiots and done the wrong thing. Anybody uh, know what that produces in your life? Yeah. But here's the great thing. There were people doing the right thing, but they were surrounded by idiots. Anybody get, no, don't, don't nudge anybody, please. Uh, no, I mean, the reality is, is all of this had been producing the fruit of hell in their society, injustice, abuse, uh, and, and, and destruction. And so in this point, he's speaking to them. He said, behold, in those days, what days? He said, so they have lost everything. They've lost everything because of sin. 
He said, but behold, in those days, in the future, at this time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, who will restore your fortunes? God. This is really important. If you restore your fortunes, you've got to maintain them. What you gain by grace, you maintain by grace. But what you gain by works, you maintain by works. When I restore, then I will enter in, God's saying, I will enter into judgment. <gasps> judgment, don't do it. Judgment is a beautiful thing. When a, when a doctor judges cancer, he cuts off the cancer and leaves healthy. When God judges, he's cutting off hell off of your life. Anybody want some hell cut off of your life? Yeah. So when God judges, it is a wonderful thing for his kids. Anybody done this, ladies? Is, is there anything? Is there anything on my teeth? Please judge my teeth. Why? So that it can be taken off. It's not a problem. Us guys were like, I ain't got anything. But anyway, that's another issue. On behalf of my people and my inheritance, I will judge whom I've scattered among the nations. They, they have divided up the, my land. The, the land, what land? The land of Israel has been taken by all the, the, the other nations around it. And so moving on, verse, uh, so he says, uh, he speaks to the nations for the next six or seven verses and says, give it back. Do you know when we do that, it sounds creepy. Do you know what I'm talking about? God want my stuff. Have you ever known somebody who wants justice for themselves? This is what they're like. Right? But you have an advocate who's for you. You don't have to be that crazy person. He is for you. When we are grabbing for what belongs to us, we are scary. But when he does it, oh, it's beautiful. Give them back with interest. And so this is his response. He's speaking to the nations that have destroyed Israel. Beat your plowshares into swords, your prune hooks into spears. And, oh, he's speaking to the Israelites, sorry. He says, let the weak say, I'm a mighty man. They, say, they speak of those things that are not as though they were. Listen, you've got to decide who is right about your life. You or him. And if you hasn't been working out, maybe you'd like to make a change. Let the weak say, I'm a mighty man. Hasten and come, all you surrounding nations. Gather yourselves there and bring down, oh, you mighty, your mighty ones. He's having all the nations come to this place. Let the nations be aroused and come to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Anybody got questions? Good. There may be answers. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Again, if we are, anybody here have the gift of judgment? I, I just want, if you need judgment, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you out. I, got, I can judge you easy. Put in the sickle for the harvest right. Come tread for the wine press is full. The vats overflow for their wickedness is great. That doesn't sound like a good news. Except he's ready to cut off it cut off the wickedness. He loves you. He loves every person. He wants to separate them from the things that are killing them. So therefore, multitude, multitudes are in the valley of what? I thought it was the valley of Jehoshaphat. Nope. It's the valley of decision too. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Okay, stay here. Whenever anybody here been faced with a decision, the life you have is not the life you wanted. And you have to make a decision. 
And this is the thing. When, when God's presence shows up, it shows so clearly that we're made for more. That we're made for more. That there is more for our lives. And in that moment, we have to make a decision. His way or our way. In that valley of decision. But again, I was so struck by that word. The valley of what? Jehoshaphat. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? So what did I do? I looked up Jehoshaphat. It's, it's not complicated. And, and that's Google is good for that. So let's swing over really quickly, if we could. One, this is where we're going to end our, 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 uh, our, our treasure hunt. Is that okay? All right. Now it came about after this. After this. What, how would I find out what after this means? Read before. Guys, it's not complicated, really. If you have a question, read before. And what happened before, I won't make you read it, starting in chapter 17, is he had a good dad and he did great. And, and he was doing wonderful things for God and in, in Judah was doing okay. But Jerusalem really close to Israel and Israel was ruled by a really screwed up king, Ahab. And Ahab was thriving. Ahab was doing well. I've watched this, by the way. I've watched Christians. They're doing well, and then they see an unbeliever doing really well, and they sidle up next to them and say, tell me how you did it. And so he marries Ahab's daughter. How's that going to turn out well? Then he goes out to hang out with Ahab, and Ahab tricks him into joining with him in a war to defend himself, to defend Israel. And actually all, tries to get Jehoshaphat killed. It's another story. Somehow or another, Jehoshaphat makes it out alive and comes to his senses and goes back to taking care of the ground God has given him. In this season, I can't say the scariest, most dangerous place is to step outside the ground God has given you and messing with other people's stuff. If you know what I mean, it's for you. Moving on. Now, so at this point, he's finally, he's gone back and he's gotten back to the doing things for God, doing the right way, being the king needs to be, setting up justice and righteousness in the kingdom. And because he's being faithful, and because he's being faithful, what's God going to do? God's going to bless him, right? Everything's going to work out. Wow, nothing? Really? No? Okay. Well, let's find out. He said, after all of being this good boy, waiting for his attaboy, that the sons of Moab, the sons of Ammon, together with the sons of the Moonites, <laughs> came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Anybody here, you've been faithful, and then it all goes south, and what is your response to God? <laughs> but remember I said we're supposed to ask questions of God? That's not a good question. Why? Because when a child goes, why? Are they asking for an answer? No. no. So here's the deal. It said, now, so then some came and reported Jehoshaphat saying, ah, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of Aram and behold, that is in Gedi. <laughs> they're already in, inside his territory. He, they're already right there. Oh my goodness, this is terrifying. Ah, ah, ah. Now, if you guys remember, what did he do before? He took Ahab's idea, and the way to get security was to attack, was to attack the enemy, to take into his own hands, to protect himself. 
didn't work out well, did it? So the, here's the deal. Family celebrates progress, and Jehoshaphat has gotten better. Well, let's applaud for Joseph. We're very proud of him. He's a good boy. And so what did he do? So here they are. They gather together. They come up to En Gedi. They're right there in the middle, and they're ready to attack Jerusalem. What does he do? Let's see. Now, Jehoshaphat was afraid. Guys, being afraid is not the problem. What you do when you're afraid is the problem. Have you ever known somebody, oh, I'm not afraid. And you can see behind their eyes, they're terrified to death. Denying our emotions is not helpful. Bringing them to Jesus is. Jesus was afraid and turned his attention where? To the problem? To seek the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from where? The Lord. I, 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 I'm just... I've, I've watched this too many times. Believers following God, doing, and then problem come, and they bail on God, and they go look for advice from the world. And it never turns out well. It may turn out well in the short term, but the long term, never. So they, Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord, and they came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Notice, they came to the place that the enemy was going to attack. I think that's awesome. So then, so they cry out to the Lord and they're in the middle of it. It says, verse 13, all Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, their children in the midst. Guys, as families, I, I grew up in a family that I never knew the problems my family was having because my parents shielded me from it. Parents, invite your kids into your problems so they can see that how you navigate a problem and how they can call on God and see God come through. Because if they're not part of the problem, they won't get to be a part of the victory. Side, sidebar. All right. Then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of the Lord came upon the high priest. No. The, the, pre, the spirit of the Lord came upon the king. He came upon a very incredibly famous person that they didn't have to tell you his entire lineage. <laughs> Like, this is like, you know, Alfred, you know, the one with the funny hair, and he wears overalls all the time, doesn't wear shoes, you know, with the tractor, oh, the tractor, right? That's, this is what they're doing. Like, literally, he is nobody, because God only speaks through famous and powerful people. Then in, in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahaziel, him exactly and he said listen all judah and here's the deal if you are in a place of leadership it's not your job to be the voice of god but it's your job to recognize the voice of god and put it on display when it comes if it comes in the voice of a small child do that and he said listen all judah and the inhabitants of jerusalem and king jehoshaphat i love it he always oh, like oh and the king too Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, do not fear or be dismayed. Why? Because of this great multitude. Why? For the battle is not yours, but So if you want to step out of fear, you have to give your problem to God. He doesn't say, don't be afraid. Just, just stop it. Stop it. He says, don't be afraid because it's not your problem. 
Anybody had a friend go through a horrible problem and you're not afraid? Because it's their problem. <laughs> I have a problem. I gave it to God. I'm good. All right. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Anybody here started to build really weird theology in the middle of a crisis? Oh, I know why they're attacking. Remember three years ago when I, I, I was in the middle of a fast and I ate a chocolate bar? That's why I'm having this problem. Anybody here, you build a theology of sin in the middle of a problem? Who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Just get out of the way. Can we just heal him already? This is the issue. He doesn't build a theology. He goes to God. The battle is not yours, but the God's. And I love this. The, the guy, the guy, he, 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 can you imagine? This is this guy's like Jehaziel. He's like, hey, I got an idea. Like, but he, listen, tomorrow go down against them. Wait, I thought you said the battle was God's. Anybody here passively waited for the deliverance of God? I've got really bad news for you. Usually waiting on God is the antithesis of passivity. You know how a hunter waits for a deer? Not with a red car. Um, <laughs> I walked right into that one. I was not... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll take my little red Honda. <laughs> and I drive up and down Stylesboro looking for me a... No, that's not how it works. <laughs> a hunter gets up and grab. First of all, he gets a gun, right? Like, that's helpful, right? I'm... He takes, a, he takes a marker. And, no, no, he, he grabs a gun. He finds a place where deer go. It's a very active process. Waiting, and that's the word in the Hebrew is, is waiting on the Lord. It's like waiting in ambush. And they said, he said, he, he, God usually will give you something to do because faith demands an action. Faith is trust. You say you trust me, then give me 500 bucks. Not like that. <laughs> right? Trust demands an action. So behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. The ascent of Ziz, this is not rocket science. This is not a word. This is, he doesn't need this. Here, can we throw up that map real quick? The ascent, so they're at En Gedi. Coming out of En Gedi is this wadi, this dried out riverbed called the ascent of Ziz or Wadi Al-Hassan or, you know, Nahal Agruat or whatever. You know, all the usual names. And so this coming up this way, so he's like, this is how they're going to come. So that's where we should meet them. Um, go to the next slide. I think I've got the next one now. I think, yes. And so this is what it looks like. Now, this is after the rains. And, and so they're coming up this, this narrow way because this is the highway that takes you from Mangeti straight to Jerusalem. Okay, uh, going back to that verse. Sorry, my bad. One back. All right. Uh, and you will find them at the end of the valley in the front of the wilderness of That. All right, moving on. Verse 17. You need not fight in this battle. This is so important. If you want to walk with God, you have to be obedient. And obedience is obedient to the rhema, the spoken word of God. As he walks with you, he will guide you. Anybody here, you're only going to follow God if he tells you exactly what to do in a five-step plan written out in a courier font? You know what I'm talking about? Like you're, like, you're like, tell me how it'll all work out and then I'll do it. Anybody? Anybody found that is not what God will do? <laughs> he usually says go and I'll explain on the way. You're like, uh, can we explain on the front end? 
All right, you need not fight in this battle. Then why are we going? I, that's my question. Anybody here? You're like, we're inside a walled city. Go out and meet people with knives. No, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. I'll stay at home, right? No, he's, listen, there, again, trust demands what? An action. Faith demands an action. Do, you need not fight in this battle. Rather, station yourself. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. I, I said this about inviting kids in. Unless the kids see the problem, they'll not see the solution. Stand, you've got to, sometimes you, it's stepping into that point of vulnerability just so you can see God's hand on your behalf. Oh God, oh Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear, be dismayed. Didn't he already say that? Why did he repeat himself? (laughs) I've already gone back to fear. He's like, I know, it's okay. He knows our weakness. Tomorrow, go out and face them. Okay, here, anybody here had financial problems and you just quit looking at your bank balance? (laughs) not me i've never done that that's i've heard of people um anyway do not be you will not i'll tell you what it's when i faced my finances that my and brought them to jesus that then they began to be changed do not fear to be made face them for why you can face them not in your own strength but because the lord is with you how do you get the lord to be with you go where he is yeah and go where he gets. Okay, keep moving. So Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and Jerusalem and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping. What did they do? If you want to move out of fear, worship. The Levites, the sons of the Kohathites, and the sons of who? The Korahites. Remember who wrote Psalm eighty-four? Yeah, it's got a good beat. You can dance to it. Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with what? A very loud voice. Sometimes you need to speak louder than your fears. Sometimes, listen, I'm going to tell you, maybe you're not a dancer before the Lord. You know when I've danced hardest is when I felt it the least. When I've been, when my fears are the loudest. When I have, I, I'm just, sometimes you just got to, just you grab your body and your mind to tell your feelings what to feel. Gang up on them. Grab your spirit in your body and gang up. So they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. Uh, and uh, they rafted, no. Uh, uh, and when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord. Why is he telling them that? Because as you draw near to your enemy, you will forget again. Just don't beat yourself up when you forget. But when you forget, remember, trust in the Lord your God. And sometimes you guys remember, remember what, um, what David would do to himself? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I said, bless the Lord. Sometimes you got to tell yourself what to do. That's called self-control, by the way. Tell yourself, trust in the Lord and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets. Don't trust in me. Trust in that guy. You know, and you will and succeed. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord, uh, those who praised him in holy attire. There's a reason why we let the people with good voices sing for us, right? You know, he's like, you lead us. All right. And those, as they went out before the army and said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. Guys, you, you guys know what that is? There's a whole psalm that every other line is. Give thanks to the Lord 
for his love endures forever. When you don't have a song, when you don't have a testimony, steal a song and steal a testimony. It's not about feelings. It's about getting his feelings. And so in that moment, they, they went back for oldie but goodie. Thank you. You're awesome. When they began singing and praising, when they began, when, did it, did, when they went out, is that when it started? No. When they went out, anybody here gone out and been obedient to God and still haven't seen a result? Keep going. Keep going. And when they began singing and praising. Now, here's a question. If you have a huge enemy coming towards you and they have big nasty weapons, do you want them to know where you are? Do you make a lot of noise? His ways are not our ways. His ways. And in fact, I love this. Singing and praising. The Lord at that moment said ambushes against the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah. And so they were routed. For the sons of Ammon and Moab. Listen, what kind of, what kind of ambush did he set for them? He said they rose up against each other. Listen, the en- God, God just lets the enemy have his way and he, the enemy takes care of himself. Completely. Scripture. And when they had finished the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy each other. Oh my goodness. When Judah came to the lookout of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and they, I I can see them, I can see them coming up. They're like, get the songs louder. We're getting scared. Come up and look. Oh. They're all dead. (laughs) Mostly dead. (laughs) They were, there were corpses lying on the ground and no one had escaped. When God fights for us, his victory is complete. When we fight for us, When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found much among them, including goods, garments, and valuable things, which they took for themselves more than they could carry. The enemy actually brought them what? Wealth. God's like, can you imagine? Try this prophetic word. This would not have flown. Oh, Jehoshaphat, do not be afraid. They bring you great tidings of good joy. They bring you wonderful goods that they want to give you with gifts, including weapons. They're just bringing the weapons to give them to you. You know, it would have been a true prophetic word, wouldn't it? <laughs> Ooh. When, Jud- when Judah came, so, and there, they were three days taking the spoil. I promise you, nobody was complaining. Oh my gosh, if I have to pick up one more bag of gold, I am so done. Oh, it is so hard harvesting with Jesus. I, oh my goodness. Because there was so much. Moving on. Here's where it gets fun. And then on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of... The valley of Jehoshaphat. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, they have named this place the valley of Berakah until today. So here's the deal. This is the valley of decision. 
This is the valley of Jehoshaphat. This is the valley that lies between the valley of sorrow. But God wants to make it a place of blessing. My question for each of us is, if you are in a valley of sorrow, whether it's the sorrow because you were faithful and bad things happened, or you're in the sorrow of uh, we were really dumb and bad things happened. <laughs> Either way, if you find yourself in the place of weeping and sorrow, he can turn it to a place of blessing. But the battle has to be whose? The Lord's. And what's the gateway? The gateway, as Psalm 84 told us, and we're told here, is worship. We move out of fear and weeping and move into blessing and breakthrough through worship, through worship, and, tr and through worship into trust and obedience and obedience. Listen, it's not, it's trust and for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It takes both. So if we can have the worship team come up. If you guys could stand. I don't know where you need to war today or where you're warring, but he wants to war for you. The battle belongs to the Lord. Now is the time. And now is the moment of our warfare. If you've been staring into the sorrow and the fear, roar into worship because he speaks a better word. If you need this, come up front. Well, come up front. If you are battling, if you need a breakthrough, come up front. The altar is open. Come on, come on, come on. Make way. Come, come further down. Yeah, let's war. Let's, let's do it, guys. Come on up. Come on up. Keep coming. Keep, make way. Come on. Be active. Do not sit. <laughs>